Welcome, friends, to the Life on Purpose podcast. I am so excited to start season three with some new guests, including my children. The goal is to offer you some incredible conversations filled with wisdom, vulnerability, guidance, and resources. Life on Purpose is meant to inspire and remind you that everything you are looking for is on the other side of fear, and it is my privilege and honor to be a part of your journey to live with courage, hope, and confidence in the future. For additional inspiration, please hop over to my website at amydebrick.com and get access to more free resources or grab a copy of my book, Embolden. Enjoy. Well, this morning on the Life on Purpose podcast, I am so excited to talk to Misty Phillips. Misty is an author and podcaster and creator of Spark Media. So welcome today, Misty. I'm so glad to have you. Amy, thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, we have a million and one things that we're going to cover, but before that, I want you to just give the listeners a little bit of a background story and your bio of who you are and how you ended up here. Yeah. Wow. That's a loaded question, isn't it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I was a child, no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) um, But I want to start actually, I was a corporate woman. I had, um, I was working at Enron back in the day when I started having kids and God called me out of my career to lay it down, to come home and to homeschool my kids and to serve my family. And I never thought, I mean, I thought that was it. I thought I'd go from homeschooling my kids to being a grandma. And God was like, no, I have got some other things for you to do. And I didn't want to drive my boys absolutely crazy. So I started praying and asking God, like, what is next? And that next for me was becoming a author and a speaker and a podcaster and starting a business and, and where I equip Christian podcasters through a magazine and a network and a community and all kinds of things. So, um, you know, my calling in this season is to be a Christian communicator and to serve other Christian communicators. Yeah. Well, you do it well, let me tell you. So, and I love the fact that your obedience really kind of led you from one thing to the next. You know, we had talked about this earlier about, you know, your next brave step, but it's until you take that first one that really it can become a domino effect in a great way. Um, even if we're scared by every step along the way. So I want to talk a little bit before we go into spark media, which I just think is an incredible, um, organization and community, but I wanted to talk about your book called The Struggle is Real. So, you know, obviously most people, I've yet to meet one yet that hasn't had any struggles or setbacks in their life. So what led you to really want to dive in here and really kind of showcase those? I mean, you know, when you're saying that right in the title that the struggle is real, I think the one thing that I love about it immediately is that it's so relatable. Because the struggle is real to all of us. And sometimes our pride and insecurities hold us back from sharing that. But I love that you put it right out there. And so it really can catch somebody's attention to say, you know what, I'm not the only one. So talk a little bit about what led you to write The Struggle is Real, real and um, you know why it was so important for you to, to share that. 
Yeah, you're, you're right. The struggle is real for all of us. And whether we have big struggles or small struggles or similar struggles or um, different struggles, we all struggle at some, at some point. And so I had broken both of my arms in a bicycling accident where I had done an endo over my bike. Uh, I was mm. training with my son for a bike race that he was in and, um, I had to sit for a year and I was the mom who did everything for her boys and was involved in everything and went from doing that to not being able to do anything for them, but not being able to do anything for myself. And in that time, God showed me just how much he loved me and that I didn't have to do anything for him. And he put the struggle is real on my heart during that time. I went to my husband and I said, I really feel called to write a Bible study. You know, I mentioned to you before, I I realized I'm the older woman and I need to (laughs) share some of the things that I had been through. So for me, some of the struggles in my life before that were, um, I was a train wreck before I met Jesus and did all the wrong things. I um, came to Jesus and my life didn't like it neatly, you know, tied up with a package and a bow because I experienced as a young mother um, grief and loss through miscarriage and infertility and losing a baby to trisomy 18 and having a special needs son. And just, I mean, I could just go on and on and on about the big major struggles. I mean, I lived next door to my in-laws who both had brain tumors at the same time. So I was trying to take care of them and take care of my family. And, um, but I don't want to focus on the struggle because it was those struggles that drove me to God. And it was his word and clinging to his word, um, that got me through. And so that, when I went to my husband, I said, I think I'm supposed to write a Bible study about overcoming. And he said, baby, that is your life story. He said, you absolutely need to write that. And so I am a Bible nerd. So I instantly, you know, went to the Greek and looked up that word overcome and looked up every place in the Bible where it was. And God showed me this theme that starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation. And that's where the Bible study started, because we have to know in Genesis, the problem that we all struggle with is sin. And it's the problem that has been around for all of humanity. Um, But God did not leave us here alone without weapons of warfare, which is the word of God to defeat, um, to defeat sin and to overcome sin. And if we follow that line all the way through to, to revelation, there are promises to overcomers. And so all throughout his word, there are promises for us to claim. And I look at old Testament overcomers and new Testament overcomers. And, um, in the middle is Jesus because it's all about Jesus. Mm. Uh, That's so that's such a beautiful last statement too. And I love that you point out, because I think this is really important for a new Christian listening is that the minute you give your life over to Christ and identify as a Christian, everything doesn't necessarily become neatly tied up in a bow. And so I think that that's a really good point to make and something to really address, because I think there's sometimes there's a false, um, you know, 
perception that that's what being a Christian is when quite frankly, sometimes I think it's just the opposite. I think it's just a matter of when we are allowing ourselves to trust in him, it's the expectation that life is going to be hard, but now you have a savior that you're going to lean into instead of the world. And so I think that that's a, a great thing to share for someone uh, new and, um, you know, just dispelling those expectations that, okay, well now everything's going to be great. Well, it's going to be great in the sense that you have something bigger to hang on to. Like you said, the promises that he's left those that's the win. Those are what makes those hard things, um, you know, be okay. And you can live with those now is because you have that. So I love that. I love that you, you talk about that in the book and I, and it is very inspirational. It's not just about the struggles. It does leave people feeling like, okay, you know, me too. And so if she can do that, I can do that too. And there's something really powerful in sharing a message where you are left feeling like, okay, that was her story and this is mine. And, and so now I feel like I can do something here. I can really count on him. I can believe these promises. Absolutely. And scripture is full of men and women who are not perfect, who have messed up really bad in their life. And I love that God takes those people and uses them. And, and they're there for examples for us to look at their lives and, um, and, and just, you're right, just knowing that we're not alone in the struggle. And um, I think that that's so important for us to, to know that we're not alone and that God is with us and that nothing, nothing that happens here to us on this earth will pair in, um, will pale, I'm sorry, in comparison to right. what um, eternity has in store for us as a believer that we can walk away from the pain of this world and, um, and be in heaven with Jesus. And I think that that's so great to, you know, recognize is that, you know, everything here is so temporary, but if, if you can shift your mindset and focus on the eternity, you know, that's, that's the key. That's the, the hope that's the promise right there is that, you know, we know that there's going to be hard things in this world, but if we can just remember that this is such a limited time here on earth and it's hard to, you know, I think, you know, because that's the space we're in right now. But I think, like you said, the more you read his promises, the more you dive into his word, um, the more it becomes real. And you can kind of, you can kind of not walk away from obviously things that are happening because you also, you know, you're here now and you have to deal with things as they come. But, um, what a great gift to know. There's so much more than that. Absolutely. Yeah. The, um, you know, I lived part of my Christian life discouraged because I had so many things happening, like major things, one right after another. And that's what drove me to the word. And, um, that's one of the reasons also that prompted me to write this was that I wanted people to know that they don't have to be discouraged that, um, that God is with them and that he is for them and that his plan is good, even when we don't understand. And it's so interesting that God gave me this study that released in, in 2019, the year before the pandemic, when the mm. whole world would be in a major struggle. And, um, 
I think his word is so timely. It's alive and it's active. And if we can get into his word, and sometimes we have to fight for that time to be in the word, there's so many things that distract us. But if we can make time to be with him, he will strengthen us um, for everything that he wants for us to do. Right. Well, you're right. It does take a lot of intention, but I think when you begin that practice of doing it, you realize how much you need it and, and how much it really fuels your day in a positive way. You know, I think a lot of times people move in this world in such a busyness state that they can't help but be bogged down because they haven't had that pause moment. They hadn't had that intentional time in God's word to know the promises. And so when you're not regularly reminding yourself of that truth, it's easy to get discouraged in what, how life is playing out. And, and again, I mean, his timing to me is always just, if you can, that's the other thing, his timing, like you said, you, you know, you laid this on your heart and wrote this. And then of course the pandemic hit. And I think that that's just a true Testament to his timing again and again and again. And I know in my life, you know, it was in, in those times when I was anxious and, and fill, filled with fear and struggle, you know, I missed a lot of those signs. And that's the other thing, you know, when you have that moment, like you did, where you did break both arms. And of, of course, that's a devastating when you're a mom and just for yourself and all of that, but it's like a forced opportunity and you either have to make a choice to take it and to listen or to just keep trying to go at your own pace with your own agenda and your own speed. And so the fact that you did that, that's what made the difference. And that's where his timing worked out because you, you listened. And I think a lot of times as Christians, even, and I'm speaking to myself here first, um, you get too busy and you don't listen. You don't take the time to really, you know, what is this actually for? Why, why did this, you know, maybe this happened for a reason, like give yourselves those moments to figure out what that reason might be and what the season might be coming up. It might not be right tomorrow. Like yours was, I mean, you wrote this and then COVID hit. I mean, you wouldn't have known that, but it was, but you were obedient and you took the time to listen. And, um, and so I love that. So I want to hold on one second. I want to yeah that real quick. You said the word obedient and that is obedience and faithfulness are the two themes that run throughout the struggle is real because the struggles will come against us. But if we are obedient to God, that's what he wants. He wants a relationship. And he wants us to obey him. And then um, those who remain faithful because um, if we're living in, in times where, you know, after studying the book of Genesis for a year and studying the book of Revelation for a year and seeing the signs of the times and knowing Jesus could return any time, but things could get really bad before that time, the, the characteristic that all of the overcomers had was that they were faithful when, when God called Noah God called Noah to build a boat and it hadn't rained or, you know, and here he was for hundreds of years, he was building this boat while people were just carrying on, but it was his faith. And, and over and over in scripture, we see that, that their people's faith was counted to them as righteousness. So I just thought that was important to share because we need to be obedient and it's, and it's our faith that, um, will see us through to be an overcomer. 
Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I'm glad you paused there because I, I agree with you hundred percent. And I want to shift gears just a little bit because I still think this is a, an act of obedience, uh, at least on your end, when you created Spark Media. And so not only did you, you know, go from the stay at home mom to writing and podcasting, but then, you know, you just thought, oh, I'll just take this small thread and carry it through to thousands of other people and how I can connect them. And so I want you to talk about that because I think Spark Media is such a gift in multiple ways, just because not only for the connections in the community, but what it's really offering, like what, what it's really about. So talk a little bit about Spark Media to someone who's unfamiliar. Maybe they're not a podcaster. They don't quite understand the level of really where that brings people together. Yeah. So it was an answer to prayer. I was actually working on my next book and it wasn't working out. And I was working with an agent on it. And my husband came to me and he goes, baby, I think you're flattered that you have an agent that wants to work with you. And I don't think you're supposed to take the the focus away from your podcast. And I realized he was right. And so in humility, I went to the Lord and I said, this is not working. It was making me physically ill. And if this is not what you want me to do, what is it that you want me to do? Where does my gifting and my calling line up in this season? And I just wanted to say, you know, we're all, we all have gifts and we're called to different works. Um, and if we take the time to ask God, his plans for us are far more abundantly than we can ask or think. So I asked God, what's next for me? He said, podcast conference. I went, what podcast <laughs> conference? You want me to do what? And, uh, so I did. So I sat down with God and a partnered with him. And every day I was like, okay, show me what to do next, Lord. It was way beyond what I thought that I could do. And I brought together people from the podcast industry, Christian communicators, um, all of these people. And it happened three weeks before the world shut down with COVID. And just the timing in that, if I had waited and I hadn't been obedient to God, every step of the way, I just took it to him in prayer when I didn't know what to do. And what started as a spark with the spark conference has turned into so many different things. So we had the conference. It was amazing. 15 people, I think, started podcast after coming to that event. Mm -hmm. um, and then the podcasters who were already podcasting were encouraged to continue to press on and share their message. They had new connections. It was amazing. And everybody was hugging. And we had that memory to hold on to as we went into the pandemic. But not only that, people were equipped to do the thing that God had called them to. But then we were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then the world shut down. So I was like, <laughs> okay, God, now what do I do with this? <laughs> and he had already been like putting on my heart that I needed to do a membership community. And so I started that in the middle of the pandemic. And it was such a needed place for people who were podcasting to come and be encouraged um, so that they could go out and encourage other people and share messages of hope and share the gospel. And so podcasting is a way 
for the gospel to be spread all around the world. You know, I don't know if you've looked at your podcast stats recently. I looked at my podcast stats for the Bias Grace podcast last night, and I'm in countries where they're predominantly Muslim countries where the word of God will not get into that country in a, in another way, but through podcasting, it can. And so God's really impressed upon my heart, the importance of gathering people together, encouraging them, and then amplifying the voice of the Christian podcaster so that they can reach the ends of the earth with messages of hope and the gospel. Well, I love that, um, idea of how, you know, God finds a way you know, there's always a way. And it's funny. I remember years ago when I was a young girl and I, I was, th- we were talking, having a discussion about kind of what you were saying in some of these countries where, you know, it's a crime actually to, um, worship Christ and, and believe in God and all of that. And so I was like, well, gosh, how do these countries, I think it was years ago when we were working with Samaritan's purse and doing the shoebox, and, um, and, and the pastor at the time said, well, you know, God puts, um, in everybody's heart, the, you know, the need and love to want to know him. And so, but it's a matter of getting that message to him on a bigger scale. You know, when you're in a dominated community where that's never, where that's always stifled, it's, it's hard to hear that little voice in your heart that he's planted. And so I love the idea that this podcasting community and, and all this community that you're creating is offering just more and more and more of people being able to spread the word, to spread the love of Christ in all of these places where you would never be able to do that. And so if that isn't a God thing right there, I don't know what is, but I love that. And I love, um, how you just really create such a community and support, um, of the different podcasters. We were, joking a little bit before it's a majority is women, but there are a few guys there regardless. It's just a wonderful community of really building each other up, helping them. And I think that's another great thing about your membership and all of that is offering resources because you're, you're wanting to set women up and well, podcasters in general up for success. And so this is what this community offers tenfold. Um, I would encourage anybody listening that's even thought about doing a podcast or even just what podcasts to listen to. You know, that's the other thing. There's so many podcasts out there right now. And so, you know, maybe you're not even familiar with what different Christian podcasts have to offer offer and, you know, some maybe focus on different topics and whatnot. And so this is just a wonderful thing that you have created Misty. And I absolutely love it. And before we, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, there's so many layers to it. I feel like it, we're only scratching the surface here talking about it today, but I think once people really look into it, they can see all the, they can kind of peel back all the layers and really just how that has created such and encouraging and bold community in the podcasting industry. Yeah. I just want to say, um, our most recent venture that we um, have started is a magazine to amplify the voice of Christian podcasters, but also to help with that discovery, um, like you talked about, because uh, there's a lot of people who are creating amazing content. Um, but if nobody knows about it, then, sure. um, you know, that's and, and so we try to you we're using the magazine to give people a place to share their podcast journey and their story, but also to en- encourage uh, 
fellow Christian podcasters and then for the podcast enthusiast for them to get to learn about these new podcasters. So we'll definitely have to feature you in one of our upcoming issues. Oh, well, that would be awesome. (laughs) That would be awesome. Thank you. But I do agree with you. I think, like you said, if you don't know, then you don't know. And what an opportunity to give a new podcaster and the audience to say, Hey, check this person out. And this is what they're, this is what they're all about. And that might be exactly what you're looking for, you know? So without that resource, I think it's just you know, unfortunate, but with it, it's just such a huge gift, especially with all of the podcasts that are out right now. So I love that. Um, but uh, before we like really tip, you know, tailor down this conversation and, and end it with a couple little, little, uh, small things, I want you to just quickly talk about, um, the daily declaration. So one of the things that I really thought was outstanding, um, on your site in particular, And I'll tell you why in a minute is these daily declarations. And one of the reasons I'm saying this um, is because today, and and, and I'm sure you're aware of this as well, all we normally hear about is daily affirmations. And it's really all about me. And and, and there's nothing wrong with that, giving yourself just a daily affirmation. But I I love the the biblical aspect of daily declarations. And there is a distinct difference. So tell me why the daily declarations were important and how you came up with them. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you, you phrased it that way because really it's not about us. The whole reason why we are here is to give God glory. And um, the Bible is is, is meant for us. It is the word of God. It is alive and active and it is the promises contained in there that are to help. It is to correct us. It is to guide us, to direct us, to lead us, to strengthen us. And if we declare those promises over us, then we can do far more mad far more than we could have ever imagined. You know, one of the promises in scripture is that I can do all things through Christ. That doesn't mean that I can do all things, not Misty on her own can do all things, not Amy can do all things, but because Christ is living within us, we can do all things. So a couple of declarations I'd love to share listeners are, you know, I just took the scripture and rephrased it to make it personal so that um, it could strengthen that inner man. So God, I trust you to guide me and direct me or Lord, you are my helper. When I cast my cares on you, you strengthen me. Or Heavenly Father, I surrender my will to yours. I choose today to pick up my cross and follow you. You know, those come from the scriptures. um, Like the last one is take up your cross and follow him. Well, what does that mean? That means that we deny ourselves um, so that we can be followers of Christ. Um, And that, that means surrendering our will to his. And when we declare those things over ourselves, it just helps us to conform to his image by implanting the seeds of his word within us and then declaring those over ourselves. I love that because I think those declarations just also add a level of humility. And I think we are so desperate for that right now. You know, I think that we're having trouble. The the lines 
unfortunately got a little bit blurred between, um, you know, like I said, affirmations and really where these affirmations should be fueled from, which is really biblical declarations. And so, um, thank you so much for, for sharing those. I think they're incredible. I hope someone listening today goes to your website, checks those out. But before we wrap things up, I really want some people to be able to connect with you. In addition to the, um, the spark media conference that I'm super excited because I can make this one in March. Can you, um, tell people where they can find you, how they can connect with you and stay really up to date on all the latest things that you have going on? Yeah. So, um, if they want my book or my podcast, they can find that at mistyphilip.com. Don't put an S on the end of my name. People do that and they won't find, they won't find me if they put the S on there. So mistyphilip.com. And then if they are um, interested in anything podcast related, they can find that at sparkmedia.ventures. And I'm also online pretty much everywhere as Misty Phillip and with Spark Media. Well, that's awesome. And I will also include links as well so they can get direct access to you. But um, thank you so much, Misty. It was such a pleasure having you on. I love The Struggle is Real. I think it is a great read for everybody. I think it is relevant to wherever you are, whatever stage you are in life. And um, so I appreciate your words. Thank you so much, my friend. Well, that's it for us today, friends. If today's episode or any other episode has left you feeling encouraged and inspired, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing to Life on Purpose with Amy Debrick from your favorite listening platform. The mission, as always, of Life on Purpose is to meet you where you are, but not leave you there, and let you know that although fear is normal, courage gets the final say. See you next time.